0: Hey everybody, brand new podcast, and this is a good one. A one I have waited for for a long time. I have known this guy as long as I've been in the business. I have so many good stories about this guy. He is such an easy fucking hang. He is one of the sweetest gentlemen in the world. Uh, no tour dates really to mention, by the way, before we get started. Ooh, new shirts available. That's right. Uh, Whiskey Cock Glock Dog. It's available at Burp.com. We got a bunch of new merch coming at BurtBurtBurt.com we got Whiskey Clock gock Dog. We've got some cups. I love our cups. So I am making these for me. If you are like me and you like a good 32-ounce cup, do I have any floating around here? I don't have any in here. But it's a 32-ounce cup, plastic. It's like the ones you get when you go to like in the South, when you go to like a barbecue restaurant. They're my favorite cups in the world. And I found out we can make them and I just make them. They're not super expensive. I think we sell them by 10. So you'll have 10, maybe five, I think. I'm not sure. We got... I think we got Whiskey Clock glock Dog coming up in that one. I think we got, I'm not sure, Halston, you'd know better, but we've got uh, Double Tito's Big Glass No Lime in that one. That's my cocktail. It's funny when I say it to you, but it's weird when my daughters say it back to me. Um, We've got uh, Hey Big Boy Glasses coming up. They're all over at BurtBurtBurt.com. You can get posters. You can get everything at BurtBurtBurt.com. New Two Bears One Cave is out right now. Check it out. That's it, man. We're just doing podcasts. Until this uh, coronavirus taps the fuck out, we're doing podcasts. The second I can get back on the road, I'll be back on the road. If you have tickets for one of my shows, man, I am I am praying for a miracle. I hear miracles all the time. I heard nicotine uh, blocks the coronavirus. That's what I heard. So excited. The second I hear Fucci, Fanucci, Dr. Fauci say, nicotine bro i am not only am i lighting up a cigar i'm putting a dip in i cannot wait to start chewing tobacco again i know i understand that everyone's losing their fucking mind uh i by the way i don't subscribe to your rules i I don't i just don't my brain is broken i have learned that in this (laughs) this pandemic my brain is broken it is broken i've run 260 miles so far i'm 400 into my year uh i'm trying to run a thousand this year that's not healthy that's not smart Uh, I don't judge sobriety by days in a row. That's not smart. That's not healthy. Um, If I find out that nicotine blocks the coronavirus, I will start chewing tobacco tomorrow. Tomorrow. I am not right in the head. I I am literally not even joking. I'm about to rip a fart. Could you hear that? Did you hear that? No one heard that? That was real. Real, real. My. I am writing down bullet points. I've been listening a lot. We're gonna to get to the podcast, okay? Give me a sec. I'm 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 hopped up on caffeine. I, I ran six miles today. I ran eight miles yesterday, and man, I had a hard time getting on the treadmill today. Uh, and Bert, are you losing weight? Not really. <laughs> I'm eating bars like crazy. I am eating, not really, boozing at all, but not not for any reason. Honestly, I just don't have a taste for it. Or, not even a taste for it. Like, it's just like those times when you want to drink haven't come up a bunch. I almost opened a bottle of wine tonight because we were, my my wife was like, uh, Hey, put on Steely Dan. And I was like, Huh? And I wanted to light a joint, open a bottle of wine, make pasta and shrimp like we did with some uh, garlic jalapeno bread that she made. But my kids were there. And so it kind of killed the fucking mood. I was like, you know what? I don't want to be just wasted in front of my kids and then go, what mood do you want to watch? By the way, funniest thing fucking happened. I'm going to get to the podcast. I know you want to hear the podcast. I'm just, look, I'm, let me let, just let me, okay? I haven't been on stage in a while. So these are like bits that I've been working on. We watched Usual Suspects. Have I already told you this, Halston? We watched Usual Suspects with the girls. And at the very beginning, when Kaiser Soze is on the boat, and Keating, if you haven't remembered for a while, Keating is a Gabriel Burns character, is laying there, and he goes, I can't feel my legs. And Kaiser Soze lights a cigarette, pulls out a gun and shoots him. Isla says, who's that? And I go, that's the guy. That's the murderer. That's the killer. We got to figure out who that is. And she just goes, go watch Gold Lighter. Go watch Gold Lighter. Go watch Gold Lighter. And I go, hey, stop, Isla. She goes, no, Dad, whoever's got the gold watch and the gold lighter, that's who did it. And I'm like, i Means nothing. Like, I've watched this movie that has nothing to do with the plot. Do not be looking for watches. You're going to ruin the movie for yourself and not follow. She didn't follow any part of the fucking plot. All she looked for was anyone's watch. Anytime someone showed up, she'd go, no, nope, wrong watch, silver watch. Does That's on him. That's on him. It was so fucking frustrating. She didn't follow any of the plot. And then they release Verbal Kent. He's freaking out. He's crying. And he's like, you posted bail 20 minutes ago, Verbal. I'm putting you on the streets. And he's like, uh, why would he pick me? Because you're weak, Verbal. You're weak. And he's like, fuck you, cops. And he walks out. And he goes over to collect his things. And they haven't even solved the plot yet. They haven't even solved like all the things on the bulletin board. They haven't even showed that yet. Fucking Joe Mancioni is just going, you should see my garage, right? Like that part. And fucking Verbal Kent goes over to the goddamn thing to collect his items because he's getting out of jail. And the guy says, gold lighter, gold watch. And Isla goes, that's Kaiser Soze. She didn't follow a fucking thing of the movie. And she was so cheering for it that she missed all the reveal that he had been making it up based on shit he was looking around the room. So goddamn frustrating. So fucking frustrating. Anyway, that's my quarantine. How's yours? This podcast is brought to you by Adam and Eve, the number one adult toy store. Adam and Eve says the best part of staying at home is playing at home. Secret time, I love adult toy stores. I sincerely (laughs) love them. The one thing I hate about them is going in and going, hey, do you guys have like fleshlights? And the guy looking at you going, no, we got fucking a can. You're like, cool, I'll take it. I have stopped at adult toy stores in Florida. It's like a guilty pleasure. I think because I never felt comfortable going in there. And then I got to a certain age where I was like, fuck it. And there's nothing better than going online and shopping online. Adam and Eve has toys for men. flashlight. Everyone loves a flashlight. Toys for women. Uh, they've got the, these uh, clitoral stimulators. I wonder if I can say that. I hope I can say that. I should be able to say that. Um, that are fucking amazing. Nikki Glaser told me about them. Said to get one for Leanne. I got one for Leanne. They are through the world. They have couples toys, every kind of lube, every kind of lotion, lingeries and other sex gifts. Take advantage of this downtime and choose almost any one item and get 50% off at adamandeve.com. When you go, you'll also get the 10 free boredom busting gifts, including, you ready for this? Six spicy movies, a three piece bonus kit. And the best of all, Free shipping delivered discreetly to your door. Just remember, use the offer code BERT. That's BERT at checkout for this amazing deal. Adam and Eve has literally thousands of products that are going to make you very happy that you're staying at home. Sex toys are so exciting when they show up in the mail and you're like, I know what I'm doing right now. Thank God no one's home right now. They can make time at home so enjoyable. They really can. So spend your time, treat yourself to an orgasm. In fact, shopping them from home right now is more enjoyable when you're shopping for sex toys. So go to adamandeve.com, use the offer code BERT, get 50% off just about any item, plus 10 free gifts. Use the code BERT at checkout and enjoy yourself. We got a great podcast. Like I said, uh, today's guest is a, one of my favorite human beings in the world. I met him probably 21 years ago when I first started doing stand-up. He was, uh, he was one of the guys that was cool as shit to me. We went to Scotland together, me, him, and Patrice O'Neill. And lived in Scotland together for a month. Uh, he's always been as much as a ballbuster as he is, as he is. He's one of the sweetest guys in the fucking world. I know you won't see that sometimes because you'll just hear him on radio or hear him on a podcast or hear stories. And he's such a ballbuster. He's my favorite dude alive. He is a fucking hilarious comedian. We talked earlier. I talked with Mike Berbiglia on um, on Instagram today, and he said, "Do you ever like? Do you ever?" And you'll hear this in the podcast. He's like, "Do you ever?" Hear phrases, they repeat over and over in your head again. Maybe it's something from childhood. Maybe it's something, you know what repeats over in my head? Is phrases from comics when I was starting that I loved. And man, if Rich Foss doesn't have fucking five of them. I bought Girl Scouts cookies for my daughter. I owe her five bucks, I'm dodging her. Like, uh, there's one I talk about, about sitting crisscross applesauce. You'll hear that very shortly. I think of that every fucking time. I love this guy. I really, really love this guy. I genuinely, 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 I I get such a kick out of him. I think he's absolutely fucking hilarious. And man, when we get back out of quarantine and he's coming to a town near you, you gotta see him live. He is amazing to watch work. One of my favorite comics out there, one of my good friends. Ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, in quarantine with his wife, comedian, actor, director, a producer, Bonnie McFarland, put your hands together for my buddy, Comedian Rich Boss.
1: It's been it feels like five years, but it's been about a month or when's my last I don't know when we started doing this. I guess I'd have to weigh myself now and, and, and see how many pounds I, uh, I gain. And then I would have a barometer on how long we just
0: saw you, I just saw you working out the other day. Are you guys yeah, working I work out? out?
1: I work out every, almost every day. I have a nice gym in my basement and uh, you know, uh, I work out all the time, but you know, every time I walk past the kitchen, I have to put something in my face, you know, to cover the pain. I, you know, it's hard not to eat, people talk
0: about addiction i i genuinely don't have addiction with alcohol but i have addiction with going on my phone and going into the kit into the refrigerator like legit like uncontrollable like i like like might need to suck a cock type fucking addiction
1: (laughs) well you know it, it addiction i like real addiction isn't Really, uh the drug or the alcohol or the gambling, it's the obsession and the compulsion to do whatever you're doing you know and 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 your own personality, and when you cross that fine line between social use and addiction, like like Bonnie can have a couple of drinks here and there, and I look at her, and I go, you know she had two drinks, say two drinks i go what the what the fuck why I mean, nobody likes." Nobody likes the taste of, of, of alcohol. You don't drink it. Oh, oh, I'm thirsty. Let me have a, a little, uh, you know, rum and coke. Fuck that. You're thirsty. Have a fucking Gatorade, stupid. All right? You drink yeah. to get fucking <laughs> drunk and bury all the, all the bad memories that you have of your parents abandoning you. So, I mean, you know, addiction is your own whatever. To, I'm addicted to anything that gives me instant gratification or anything I like, like they, besides, I mean, they made a cake. My daughter and Bonnie made a cake. And every yeah. time I walked by it, you know, I thought my, I, I just took a little piece. I didn't even use a fucking knife or a fork. I just grabbed a hunk out of it. You know, like I was, like I was on the fucking show Vikings, you know, you eat my hand. <laughs> like I'm at the fucking Renaissance festival, just eating cake. And you know, and I just took a piece, and but within three days, I picked away that whole cake. But in my yeah. fucking head, I'm thinking, well, I'm not really eating a piece of cake. I mean, a, a slice, but I'm yeah. still eating whole fucking cake.
0: Oh, or my girls know? made an Easter bunny cake, and I have eaten all the outsides of it because that's where all the <laughs> frosting is. Yeah, <laughs> and it's like blue frost and they loaded up the outsides, and and then there's like three days later when the frosting's almost a little harder is when it's even better. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's it's it, that instant gratification that like, I, I, you know, my, I've been eating, uh, granola bars and candy, like crazy. I haven't drank, I haven't drank at all in I, almost like over a month, I guess now, but I, I don't really care to, cause it's, there's no, there it, it in all honesty, there is a, there's a, swinging scale of gratification with booze because it fucks my next day up so much that i go it's not worth it i, I i'd rather eat chocolate and then run in the morning
1: uh you know it's it's just it's whatever it's whatever's going to make you feel good at that fucking moment you don't worry about the next day who worries when i was fucking freebasing you know smoking crack i just lived in the fucking you know when I'm going to get high now, you know, I'm not worried about fucking tomorrow. Usually I didn't think tomorrow would come, but our doorbell's ringing. That means another package just came. That means Wait. another. Pa- what? That sounds
0: like the doorbell from the movie knives out.
1: <laughs> oh yeah. That was a good movie. <laughs> it is. That means another package came and another piece of my hole has been filled. Yeah, because oh God, I've, been
0: buying, I've been buying knives on Amazon like crazy. I,
1: <laughs> really? Bobby Bobby oh. Kelly loves buying knives. He's a big knife guy. Like he knows. Yeah, what bu- are you buying? Like hunting, hunting, hunting
0: knives? No, I buy, I wish I had one of them on me. I usually have them all over. I've been buying um, uh, these knives where they have a little like loop and you pull them out of your pocket. And as you pull them out of your pocket, they open. So it turns into uh-huh. like a like a weapon right away. So um I've been getting these spider cone knives. I'm obsessed with spider cone knives.
1: I I had this in my pocket and I sleep with it too. That's one. Uh oh, wow, there you go. And also next to my bed I sleep uh, with my with my crossbow gun. Uh <laughs> <laughs> at, Well, I have like five weapons next to my bed. Uh I had this a club, mace, Noonchucks. Hold on, hold on. Let I me have see one of your knives.
0: I have, I have so many weapons by my bed. It is <laughs> fucking ridiculous, and I've placed <laughs> them all by the front door. And like, I have weapons everywhere, and I have a flashlight. This flashlight blasts ten thousand aluminums. Oh, it's dead right uh-huh. now. But I'm uh-huh. I'm I'm obsessed. Obsessed.
1: It's great. I just I just ordered a a gigantic crossbow, like a the big one. Like yeah. I, I could shoot a compound bow. I'm pretty good at a compound bow, and I, uh, my crossbow just came, which I I probably have to put together. Uh, uh, you know, I can't. I don't have a gun because in Jersey, and plus, Bonnie said if I get a gun, she'll leave. Uh, so you know, the closest <laughs> thing I think is is, is in, you're in California. Is it hard to get a gun in California?
0: No, I just, and I just did, I did a bit about that in my new special and everyone hit me up like going, yo, set me up with your gun guy because he kind of went around, he went around some loopholes to make sure I got a, the guns I needed. So I have a Glock mm-hmm. and I have a Mossberg shotgun and I went into uh-huh. uh, training lessons with this guy, Terran Terran Tactical. So I legit uh-huh. can, I can put, I can put two shots in four people sitting around my house within like eight seconds, just pop pop. Pop, 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 pop. Oh, it's, I, I, and my guns, I,
1: I, I. See, that's great that you have those kind of weapons in your house. Like, I can't have them. So, besides my addiction to buying things, I bought uh, these sensor lights, floodlights out in my backyard that if you walk, the lights will come on.
0: Tell me about these. Tell me about these.
1: They're great. I mounted them on my deck. So, if you walk anywhere within, I don't know the radius. The floodlight comes on. So this way I'll be able to see clearly who's going to kill me as they walk in my backyard. So I got two in my backyard. <laughs> I got two in my backyard. And I'm going to put them all you know, in different spots around the house. So it lights, I kind of feel like uh, uh, Will Smith in I Am Legend. The, the place lights up the second uh, a zombie or, or somebody yeah. walks on the property. You know,
0: I set booby traps around the house. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> I put like yeah. a, I put like a skateboard on the front door so that if anyone jiggles that it, it falls and the dogs wake up and they start barking.
1: Oh, that, you know what? Before I go to bed at night, like my basement door to my basement I, every night, because Bonnie's asleep. I put a chair between the doorknob and the, you can't come up through the basement and open it without trying to break the chair that's you know so i i like i i put i i got stuff around the house like i'm a crazy man nobody wants my swiss army watch or is going to break it to my (laughs) house and and bounty my slobbering mouth all right it's it's, well what are they gonna break it and steal my i got i got Three survival backpacks in the trunk of my car, ready to go. If we have to hop in the car (laughs) and head up to the woods, I got (laughs) the same as me, Rich. I got fucking five thousand dollars in twenties. I'm like (laughs) you. I got gold
0: coins. (laughs) I'm ready. (laughs) Oh, when this, when this, I've been so I've been stockpiling meat. Because I've been like, I, I've, I've always said to Leanne, when shit goes sideways, you, you can't have enough food, water and food, yeah. uh, toilet paper. Like I, 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 I stockpiled months ago. Like I'm talking like yeah. seven months ago. I've got a thing to do to have water by. And when when shit went sideways, Leanne called. I was in New Orleans when they canceled shows. And she's like, hey, uh, I'm, t- I'm going to do inventory. And, and on your ride home, can you pick up stuff? On, like in San Antonio or in New Mexico for the house. And I said, of course I got to San Antonio. She's like, we are well overstocked. She's <laughs> like, how, how long have you been stockpiling rice and pasta? I was like months, great. honey, months. <laughs>
1: that's great. Uh, I got a lot of cans of sardines and tuna and my, my wife and child are vegans, which is great. So that's more for me. You know, they're on their own, <laughs> you know, Go fucking go eat a bush or something. I'm going to enjoy my sardines, okay? And I'll be in the tent. Leave me alone, okay? I got in my backpacks. I have fishing poles. I have axe. I have this. I forget what it's called. You put in water to to purify water. All kinds of shit. Yeah. No, it's. I don't know. Solar little solar packs. uh, uh, CB radios. I have everything. I'm ready to go. I want to get a a, a little uh, RV, you know, the ones that you pull along on your car yeah. that, that sleep like, you know, four people. I would love to get an RV. Uh,
0: I almost kept my tour bus and was like, yo, let's get in the tour bus and just disappear. Go find something. I'd rented it for the entire tour. And so I was like, it's mine. Let's go. But, uh, but then they gave me a refund on the tour bus. So I was like, i ah, send it back. <laughs>
1: Where now do you have property around your house? Do you have a house
0: in town? You have a house, right? And we have a house. Townhouse. We have a, you, you haven't been to my house, no, no. I, we have a we I, have, I was the gonna, house we live in, is pretty was, small. Uh huh, it's it's yeah, uh, it's it's uh like under 2,000 square feet, seven, th- maybe 7,000 foot, 8,000 foot lot, and it's just uh-huh. typical like LA North Hollywood house, and then. We just bought, you know, speculating incomes. We bought a new house with a ton of property and we, we we're, we're set to start renovating and we started renovating portions of it, but we just kind of, the way the, the way the economy is going and like what's going on with live touring, I kind of put the brakes on it as opposed to like just doing an overhaul and just renovating the whole thing, which, Uh you know, which we, I guess we could do. I kind of was like, I don't know what's going on. I'd rather just kind of pump the brakes and let it, and, and just, and just wait feel things out and know that we can get by. Yeah. So we're kind of sitting off on that. But we go over there like every day and uh, let the dogs run, hang out in the backyard. It's a fucking dump, but it's got land. So the dogs can run around.
1: That's, that's the best part is the land. Cause we're, uh, you know, we have a guard. We're working on our garden in the backyard. It's 20 feet by 20 feet. I put up uh, a net to hit golf balls, a flag. As my fake green you know from one end of my yard to the other is like 70 yards so i could hit my wedge out there and i'm hitting into the
0: really i saw i I saw the video of you guys doing uh like tilling the land and and digging the holes so
1: what what are you putting in the garden uh well bonnie's gonna play i do the i do the flowers around the house because uh i suck cock more than her so i'm doing the flowers (laughs) around the house uh She's going to do the garden we'll do corn, tomatoes, uh, garlic, you know, cute, whatever, uh, you know, and and I'm doing uh, I'm I'm seeding where we need grass and 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 doing the flowers. I'm also going to build a sand trap in the backyard. Uh, really? Oh, work yeah, on I'll your sand, sand game. How great would yeah. that be? Yeah, I'm going to build a sand trap and put a real green and i think uh i keep looking at these youtube videos on how to do this shit you know the only problem is my house in the backyard all the water pours to the back we get a lot of fucking water and you know our sump pumps are running all day long boy this is fucking riveting all right two fucking (laughs) headliners two 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 fucking two headliners talking about obsession backpacks and flowers this is what we this is what we tune in for, huh? Huh? How about a story about backstage or hanging with Chris Rock or something? How about that story? No, go fuck yourselves. I'd rather <laughs> talk tulips. All right, you fucking motherfuckers, <laughs> listen to me. Uh, So we have an acre of property. It's gigantic. In oh, the basement, awesome. I put. I can do archery in the basement, and still I'm probably forty feet from the target, and. You know, it's just great, you know, because uh, it gives you something to do every day. Like, all the golf courses are closed in New Jersey, so I got not a fucking thing to do. So, I'll get my – I bought uh, Bonnie – I bought her antlers, and I'll take my bow, and, and and I'll give her a five-minute head start throughout the neighborhood, and I go run, you know, and, and I'll, I'll sniff her out, uh, and then fucking <laughs> – you
0: know, <laughs> I saw you I saw you shooting your bow in your basement, and uh, it's like you and Cam Haynes and Joe, the idea that you shoot a bow inside is so intense. we I got the girls' bows they got stolen, sadly. we had them at the new house and someone broke into the garage. Jesus. And all they took were the bows and arrows. That was it. So I feel like I could pre- find them pretty quickly at a pawn shop, but it's so crazy. Yeah. my my yeah. my brain. So they broke into our garage and we and were keeping a bunch of stuff there. because We were having stuff that like when we went over to the house, we have a net for hitting balls and we have everything at the new place. So you can do shit when you're there. So yeah. my brain, I go, all right. So I took all my merch, cause all my merch is there for the whole tour. So I took all my merch and pushed it up against doors and up against the windows. So no one can get in. So the next day we come back and they tried to break in again to the garage. And they couldn't uh-huh. get in. And I was like, Aha! you can't out. I want-. Now, now my brain goes, I want to hire someone to sit there and fucking beat the fuck out of them and then tie them up, put them in the basement and keep <laughs> them for like a month and go, you just made a bad call. You made one bad decision.
1: Oh, that's, do you know how many, that's so great. You know how many times I fantasize about.
0: Fantasize rich. I fantasize about it
1: <laughs> <laughs> about like somebody that, you know, Rogmate is pulling up in a van and throwing them in, and then taking them and and and, and tying them with a, in a basement. I think. I mean, I practice with Bonnie. Like, I'll drive my car and have her walking down the street, and I'll get out and club her, <laughs> and then throw her in. This is the second violent joke I did about my wife. Yeah, that's what we tune in for to hear about spousal abuse.
0: <laughs> do you ever? Do you ever? Do you ever get like? Uh, I got. I got a, a radio station that they were doing, like, f- had the fans reach out to see who the most famous person they can get to call in was. And so, out of the whole week, I was one of the days you could tell. And the host had no fucking idea who I was. <laughs> like, they were like, everyone's hitting me up on Twitter and they're like, he's pronouncing your name wrong all fucking week. You got to light him up. You got to light him up. And so, I thought it might be one of those opium Anthony situations where you call in and they're just going to trash you for uh, like half an hour. Uh huh. So, so, uh, I fought with, I had all my comebacks lined up and fought with it, him all night in my head, all night, all night. I fell asleep fighting with him. And, and, and Rich, you know, he was saying the most accurate, hurtful things to me that because I'm writing it for him. (laughs) Yeah. There's there's no way he'd be armed the way I armed him. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> he's just an alcoholic who rips his shirt off and tells the same stories over and over and over again. That's a That's a <laughs> <laughs> do,
1: you, do you know how many times I've sat in a shower, driven home from a gig and I practice my Oscar speech, but it's no thank yous. There's no thank yous in it. Just <laughs> <Okay>. fuck, yous? <laughs> <laughs> you fuck yous. I have you ever on Facebook on Facebook, on Facebook, you see, people write 10, 10 musicians or 10 famous people I met, one is a lie, or 10 concerts I've been to, one is a lie. People are putting this on Facebook. And yeah. I was going to, and I didn't do it, put 10 comedy clubs I hope close, one is a lie. Right? <laughs> <laughs> and, <laughs> but, <laughs> okay, I probably would have started off with that idiot in San Diego. Uh, <laughs> And worked my way across the country <laughs> <laughs> how many
0: clubs I hope
1: go under one is a lie, a lie. <laughs> I don't know what's wrong it's I'll tell you the good thing about about this and I don't like before this happened <laughs> before, I, I, I have you know what I mean I just can't fucking uh, let go but before this happened, I, I, you know, cause I'm getting older too and whatever, but I try to work every fucking week. I try. I mean, obviously I don't make uh, the money you guys make or you, I didn't say you guys. Uh, <laughs> so I, I try to work as much as I could, but this might be awakening call to slow down a little, maybe just do two weeks on the road or, you know, uh, cause I could, I can live off of two weeks on the road pretty much. All what my only payments really are, you know, is I feel is, like I uh, feel
0: like this was a wake up call for me because I haven't I feel like I was going at a pace that was so unattainable, un- unmaintainable that like I was just yeah. gonna end up I was gonna end up dead having a heart attack. That was it. And so I feel like I like hardcore secret time, like a week before a week before they shut down all the shows, I was I did um I think wilkes Wilkesbury New York and DC. Uh, and I was in New York and we didn't even really party, but I was in New York and we were and we and we had stayed the whole week before we had stayed in New York. Dr. I Lane. stayed in New York. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. and yeah. hung out and partied in New York. And I remember getting on the bus to go back out on the road from New York. Like we went down to DC. I remember waking up uh, and going I can't do this for the whole year. And I was, I'm booked. I was booked out until New Year's. I was like, I can't do this for the whole year. Like, I think I'm gonna die. Like, I'm drinking too much. I'm smoking weed every night. Like, this is not, this is not doable. And I was like, and I said to God in my bed, I was like, I need like, I need a break of substance. And I was thinking like a movie (laughs) or or like a (laughs) TV show. And then this happened. And the second it happened, I started panicking, going, What am I gonna do? Now I'm like a month in, going. I should take and learn from this. Like I don't need to be out there every fucking
1: week. Well, and plus, I mean, we, we both love doing stand up. We love doing comedy and you're used to, you know, look, this is Jeff. I know since this happened, I stopped. Completely stopped walking up to strange Chinese people and licking them. I don't <laughs> lick them anymore. I just stopped, you know? because, you know, I would lick one or two a day and that wasn't enough, you know, so I had to stop licking them. Uh, You know, our tour, you know, we had a little, not a little, we had a great tour with me, Bobby, Florentine, and Bennington. Yeah. And audiences, I mean, it's great, especially, I mean, you're definitely at the level where your intro is just your name. You know what I mean? It's just and now Bert Kreischer, and and when you're doing a room f- full of people that want to see you, you know what I mean? It's 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 just a good feeling when you're introduced. Your, intro you guys is just out your same name?
0: Theaters I was doing. You guys were doing the same uh, size venues. We were doing the same places.
1: Yeah, it was fun. It was great. I mean, theaters and there's no check spot. Nobody's oh. eating wings in the front row. Right. I've been at. I've been head, I've had, you know, I'm at a club. Twenty minutes into my set, they're dropping the checks, and I'm going, "Wait a second. They came to see me. At least four of them did. Uh, you know, so uh, you know, it's it's a whole new ball game. But I lo- I'm a club comic. I love doing clubs, though. I just love I'm
0: it. I'm a club comic too, and I miss doing clubs. And and there was a big like mandate when I started doing theaters was like across the board, and I think it came. From agents promoters and managers saying hey we can't let you into clubs you can't do clubs while you're doing theaters it's a it's a miscommunication to your fans because if they think they can find you in a club then they'll wait for the club because the club's always going to be a little more enthusiastic a little fun or a little more off and and they can hang out with you after so i haven't done i haven't i mean i did i did like two right before the special i did a couple clubs but i had to do them in secret i could only release them in on my cell phone number like the the Uh number they give you i only released them on that and i couldn't promote them on social media because the promoters like you know we've invested money in you and doing theaters and now it's i think it's kind of cool that everyone's like i've said i've said very vocally i think what you what i'm gonna do with the second they open those doors and they go you can go back on the road i'm gonna do i'm gonna fulfill all my theater dates but on monday tuesday wednesday i told my girls this i'm on the fucking road i'm gonna be doing clubs monday tuesday wednesday Go back theaters Thursday, Friday, Saturday, then drive to the middle of nowhere and do clubs Monday, Tuesday. It's yeah. I, I can't fucking wait. I can't, I'm, well, I'm really like I'm really bummed that like you come up with a joke and then you just you go like, oh, I guess that that's going to be gone. Like the Lando Lakes uh, Indian got taken off the front of the thing.
1: What I, And you know how many times I used to masturbate to that butter picture? I can't believe <laughs> That they would take her off when you fold it over, make those little titties on her. Oh God. <laughs> With their Come knees? like a jackrabbit. <laughs> yeah, the the it's so a horrible.
0: Happened? It's horrible. The way they took the, like the, I didn't know how they actually got her off. The thing was they just gave her infected blankets. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: <It's> <laughs> Finally. Yeah, what, that's the very last uh, Indian we were holding out for. They're all I'll gone. Just, <laughs> I know when I used to masturbate to her, right when she put her ear to the ground, she could hear me coming. <laughs> right, on, right on right on the two T's of butter. Uh,
0: my, favorite, yeah, that's- my favorite Rich Voss joke ever. <laughs> At one, like one of my five. There's, And I say this, anytime I get an okay. opportunity and someone says, uh, sit Indian style, I say <laughs> your punchline. I mean, get <laughs> drunk and pass out in the curb.
1: <laughs> God, that's god that's so old
0: oh it's my favorite thank you it's my favorite like and it's what's great is you can't i it stinks because it's happened so many times on on like shooting something where someone's brought it up and i want to say it then but it's it's too cumbersome to then credit you afterwards (laughs) but uh but the best is when um my kids were in school and someone would say sit Indian style, because my daughters didn't know that phrase. They only knew crisscross applesauce. Yeah. And then I remember what's <laughs> what? best is Isla said, someone said, sit Indian style. I said, I don't know how to do that. And I said, oh, just get drunk and pass out on the curb. <laughs> and I, I, it's, it's one of my, fa- one a- of my favorite crisscross jokes. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> this podcast is brought to you by Crossrope. I am trying to stay fit during this quarantine. I've been busting my ass. Trying to lose weight, and I have found the coolest, coolest way to stay fit. Listen, cardio machines aren't exactly motivating, and the cost of an at-home gym can add up, up quick. And it's really hard to get a lot of personal uh, workout equipment. This is a great workout for a fraction of a cro- of the cost. It's called Cross Rope, the sleek weighted cross rope that literally is makes jumping rope working out fun. I throw on headsets, I grab the cross rope. It is a weighted rope. Short on time, no worries. Headsets in, cross rope gives you a full killer body and workout in just 30 minutes and combines intense cardio with working out with jumping rope and a full body resistance training. So you get stronger and stay healthy. There's nothing better. Headsets in, I listen to a little girl talk and it's like dancing. It's like, da- imagine how ridiculous you look dancing in, the, in your backyard, staring at yourself in the windows of your French doors but you look cool as crap in this thing. And it's be- because it's a weighted cross rope, It literally your shoulders get yoked as you do it. You're getting resistance training and cardio at the same time. I absolutely love it. It's the most efficient cardio workout you can get ever right now. Weighted ropes combined with the high intensity cardio for the full body training. Get your heart rate up, work on your core, your backs, your shoulders. My shoulders look yoked when I jump rope with this thing. And so much more. And you're... Hand-eye body coordination, which as you get older, you've got to keep that shit up. I'm telling you, it's reinvented the home workout experience for me. I go out, I cross rope for about 30 minutes, and then I hop on the uh, the treadmill. I run at least, at least I've been running at least four miles. The best way to work out. It's easy to get started with cross rope. Just order your ropes, download the app, and enjoy the results. Choose between their get lean or their get strong rope, depending on what your fitness goals, and get the best value for both sets. With the Get Fit Bundle. That's what I got. One. I got I got the Get Fit Bundle. And Leanne uses the get lean one. I use the Get Strong one. You can track your workouts and see a map of your progress on the free crossrope app. Crossrope's so sure you're gonna love the experience. They're even gonna offer you 60 days, risk-free, guaranteed. So if you're ready for a new cardio full-body home workout, visit crossrope.com slash birdcast. Get $40 off crossrope sets plus. Free shipping when you check out today at CrossRope.com slash BurtCast. That's CrossRope, C-R-O-S-S-R-O-P-E dot com slash BurtCast, B-E-R-T-C-A-S-T, CrossRope.com slash BurtCast. HEMS, did you know that 66% of men start losing their hair by the age of 35? Sometimes if you notice your hair is thinning, it can be too late. If it's moving backwards, you see in a bald spot, well, listen, don't freak out. The best way to prevent hair loss is to do something about it while you still have some hair. A lot of guys freak out and turn to weird solutions like those pills you can get. They've got these ones that make your nails really hard. I took those one time, but you don't have to. 4 is one-stop shopping for hair loss, skin care, sexual wellness, all for men. It is time for you to write a new chapter in your life, and that chapter has hair involved in it. Four Hymns was created by a guy who knew that some of these conversations that men have are a lot easier to do online than in person. When I started losing my hair when I was 22 years old, you know, I've told you this story before, uh, I freaked out. I had to go to the doctor. The doctor told me that she didn't see it. And then I was left kind of stuck. I didn't know what to do. I had to go to another doctor. It was so frustrating that I almost gave up on it and just went bald. Thank God I didn't give up on it. These aren't snake oil pills or gas station counter supplements. These are prescriptions backed by science. All you have to do, they will connect you with real doctors online, which would literally save you hours and days, completely confidential and discreet. Answer a few quick questions. Doctors going to review it. They'll determine if 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 it's right for you, prescribe you the medication to treat your hair loss, and then it'll be shipped directly to your door discreetly. Right now, my listeners can get started with their first month for free Go to 4hymns.com slash BurtCast. That's 4hymns.com slash birdcast. Prescriptions require an online consultation with a physician who will determine if a prescription is appropriate, offers valid only if prescribed, three-month minimum subscription, additional restrictions apply. See website for full details and important safety information. Remember, everybody, gentlemen, that is 4hymns.com slash BurtCast.
1: I I was just watching the other day or listening online to the Patrice O'Neill roast at Boston comedy club. And there were such fun, great memories working at Boston comedy club. I mean, Holy Jesus. We were, we were there one night. We're sitting in the back and this is when, and when Kevin Hart was going, leaving New York, going to LA. Mm. So he was doing this little thing at Boston, like, and he's on stage and he's pontificating and I'm um, getting this and that. And me, Patrice and Keith are in the back. And there was like ten phone bo- books, ten phone books in the back of the club. We started throwing phone books at him on the stage. We're just heaving, <laughs> going, "Shut up, you little fuck!" And we're throwing phone books at him. And he's <laughs> the biggest comedy star right now. Going, you can't it's get it. It's so bigger. crazy.
0: I said, I said the other day. I, my daughters, there's three things that my daughters will, if I bring up my daughters go, that never happened. That's a lie. Yeah. One is I got bit by a bat in Costa Rica. If I bring that up, they're like, you didn't get bit by a bat dad. The other is I won the Florida state regatta in, uh, in, when I was in college, a sailing race. And the other one is that I know Kevin Hart. <laughs> <laughs>
1: it's a <so> lie. <loud. laughs>
0: you Yeah, we were watching Jumanji, like the first one, and that he was in, and they're on screen, and I and I said, "We get done." I go, "That's one of my favorite movies." I go, "I'm going to tweet Kevin Hart," and they go, "There's no, there's no way he's going to see that, Dad." And I said, "Well, I don't know. Maybe I know him." And they go, "You don't know Kevin Hart." I go, "Of course I do." And they're like, "Dad, when would you have ever met Kevin Hart?" I go, (laughs) "What fucking story?" I I literally, and then the fact that I got angry. Just makes, every time he comes on, they're like, hey, you know, dad knows this
1: guy. (laughs) At uh, Patricia's memorial, Kevin, okay, I had to close it, of course. I had a headline. I mean, Colin, Norton, everybody. But, you know, of course, you're going to use me to headline the funeral. Uh, So Kevin Hart goes up, and he's talking about when he knew he was accepted amongst our crew. You know, it was Keith, Norton, Colin, uh Bobby Kelly you know all of us that used to just sit in the back of the cellar and torture people you know so Kevin was talking said I knew that I was part of the crew when they were throwing phone books at me so I had to go up you know at the memorial and I opened with after the memorial after the memorial I'll be out front selling my cds if anybody wants them right (laughs) and I said to Kevin, we you wanna we didn't throw phone books at you. We uh, to, so you felt accepted. We threw them at you so you could stand on them, you little fuck. Right? <laughs> and we're at the we're at the memorial and we're trashing each other. It's like four hundred people, you know, and I'm thinking too now in my life, you know, if I die, when I die, I wanna do better numbers than Patrice at life, <laughs> you know, I've got to do big numbers. But if I die now, there's not even funerals. It's gonna like it's gonna. I'm, you know what? A couple people are gonna be on Zoom going, "Ah, fuck him." You know what I mean? (laughs) Uh, Let me go back and eat some fucking cornbread. Uh, I mean, he did big numbers. He hit at his funeral. So, his how many? That's one
0: of my biggest regrets. My biggest regret. But I don't. I, I stand by it because he died. Matt Frost called me, and I was in my driveway, and I was and and liam was with me and she goes are you going to go to the funeral and i said i don't know let me look at tickets and i looked at ticket prices and it was like i was I want to say it was 900 bucks to go to the funeral and i and all i could hear was patrice that's, that's airline yeah 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 yeah. <laughs> patrice was <laughs> like i wouldn't go to your funeral <laughs> and I was like exactly. yeah, and i was like why would i go to, like and i thought I thought it was, I was like, there's, I bet there's a ton of people that barely knew Patrice that probably didn't even like him. And he didn't like them. That showed up to that funeral. And I was like, I'm not going to be the one guy that shows up. And they're like, Oh, I'm glad you came. What did you want to meet Chris rock?
1: Yeah. Oh, you know, it's weird. People on Twitter, you know, I, you know, what some of the trolls or what would Patrice think of this? You know, they always say, well, and I write, well, one, he would hate you. He would hate hate them.
0: That's the fucking thing that drives me nuts so much is when these trolls online think that because they're fans of Patrice and they quote unquote, keep it real that he would love them. He would fucking hate their guts. Yes.
1: (laughs) Yes. Uh, He hated people. He liked. (laughs) We had, we were on uh, ONA one day, me and him. I brought him into o a that fucking ass. The day I brought him in, he trashed the hell out of me. The second I brought him in, he started attacking me. And <laughs> they go, oh, we love this guy. I brought him in, <laughs> that fucking asshole. So anyhow, uh, we were on o one day, and he's just laying into me saying, my, your Rolex is fake. And I, it's when I used to drive this little Porsche boxer. And he's attacking my car going, you got this little – you selfish little two-seat car. And he's beaten the hell out of me, killing me. I walked out of there just beaten. So the, like the next day or two days later, I go online and I look, first of all, he's calling me selfish driving this two-seat car. He's driving a big Escalade because he couldn't put down fucking cheesecake. And that's the only thing he could fit in. And And I didn't think of that when he's beating me down because I'm getting rattled in the ropes, you know, just getting pounded. So then I got home and two days later, I'm looking at the price of my car new and the price of his car new and my car was nicer and this and that. And I, I text him a screenshot or whatever, or whatever. It's send him a message, you know, the price of my car and his car. And he calls me laughing going, you're still thinking about this? He's (laughs) laughing at me. He's going, what the fuck is wrong with you? That was two or three days ago. And he would just like pound you. And then like an hour later, he's your best friend forgetting that he just beat you down. You know what I mean? It's like, but yet you harbor this resentment inside you going, this mother, he beat down Eddie if so bad at the comedy cellar one night. Holy. He started off by calling him Eddie. Ugh. He goes, Eddie. Ugh. He beat out Eddie so bad. Me and Norton didn't say a word. We just sat there amazed. I drove home. I was still laughing. Norton had a, Norton call me. He goes, I can't stop laughing. It was the, <laughs> Eddie, Eddie was sweating his parents' money. It was fucking amazing.
0: Eddie took, Eddie took some brutal beatings. Oh. like i like it's so funny because you look back now and you're like the now as like a grown man you go the resiliency eddie ift had I Show know. up and just know it's coming at you i mean i remember him sitting in the front row of like the berry cats roast and oh. and it was like oh. the go-to every, <laughs> and i was in the back jealous like no one even knows my name
1: <laughs> you, Jesus when it sucked in life when you you felt you were one step below Lewis Schaefer. Uh, we, we, <laughs> we were at the cellar one night. So Billy comes in and Billy uh, says, oh, I'm going to the World Series. It was when the Yankees were playing the Mets, right? He goes, I'm going to the World Series. And we go, how'd you get tickets? And Billy said, oh, this guy is having a bus trip with his friends and i'm going to do a show on the bus for free tickets. The second he said he's going to do a show on the bus, all of our eyes lit up. And we fucking beat Billy for 45 minutes. Sweat was pouring down his, you know, people were going, people were doing this, "Hey, you're a good crowd." And like <laughs> walk, walking off the bus and holy fuck, the second Anytime you walk to the back of the cellar and any one of us were there and you showed any type of vulnerability, forget it. Oh, yeah. I had had a little cut on my lip and they yelling, Voss has herpes, you know, Kevin Hart and fucking and Keith and they're banging on the table throughout the whole place yelling, Voss has herpes. It's just, it was the most fun in this business you possibly could have
0: it was it was i remember i remember tuning in it's so funny i just read an article about tough crowd the other day but i remember tuning in to tough crowd um when uh, we had just had georgia and I and it would i would i would get all i would go on the road and then i'd come home and or monday or tuesday wednesday thursday morning i'd watch i'd catch up on all the tough crowds and i told my wife i remember saying to leanne i was like this is." comedy this is these guys are the like my sense of comedy is dictated by watching these guys these are all the guys when i worked the door these are all the guys that were up at the boston comedy club at the cellar i said i'd go to the cellar at the end of the night when i get done working in boston and this is who would be hanging out in the back and i go babe this is identical and she knew every single one of you so well from watching tough crowd (laughs) that that jim called jim needed was coming out to la for to do a project i think he was doing louis And I texted him and said, uh, Hey man, my wife runs apartment buildings. If you want an apartment building, if you want an apartment, she can hook you up. And he was like, that would be great. And he called me and he was like, Hey, so what's the deal with the apartment? I said, well, I'm with my wife. Let me put you on speaker. And she's like, okay. And and she's like, hello. And he was like, hi, how you doing? Uh, Bert had said you do apartments. And she goes, who's this? And he goes, it's Jim Norton. And she goes, little Jimmy. (laughs) And I was like, I was like, (laughs) Liane.
1: That's hilarious. Do 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 you remember, like, you Washington Comedy Club? You'd go on stage. Brewer would be on. Chappelle, uh, and and but the only acts you did not want to follow were uh, Red Johnny and the Round Guy or whatever. Do you remember how those guys used to slaughter up there?
0: I only saw them once, and they were fucking <laughs> destruct. It was not. It was not. It was destructive.
1: You could. They were unbelievable. But Chappelle would go on and do. You. It was the. The lineups were crazy. Were crazy. Brewer would destroy. I. I mean, just Brewer would level the room. Chappelle it was. And then Sunday nights they had Urban Night. You go in there and you had 30 seconds to be funny. 30 seconds, or it was fucking you were done. But it was it was a great, it was a lot of fun back then. All those clubs and hanging out in New York, it was great. And, it was uh, those
0: those guys, the that time in comedy for me was like just I remember watching, I remember especially working the door towards the end when I was there, it was like Ninety-eight, ninety-nine, and so it was. Chappelle would come in and just get on stage. I remember so vividly. Chappelle went on stage. He was a little wasted, and there were these four white guys in the front row. And Chappelle was smoking cigarettes, and he was like, "He's like, man, mental. They're they're marketing these to black people. Next thing you know, they're going to come up with fried chicken flavored cigarettes, and everyone laughs, right? And so he keeps talking. He uh-huh. he smokes himself out of cigarettes." And he sees the white guys in the front row have cigarettes. And he goes, and I'm sober. I'm in the back. I'm watching all this. And he says, hey, man, can I get a cigarette from you? And the white guy goes, yeah, they're fried chicken flavored. And Chappelle forgets he made that joke. And he goes, what did you just say to me? And you can see the guy's yeah. like, oh, shit. He's like, <laughs> They're fried chicken flavored. <laughs> Chappelle and him got in a fist fight. How <laughs> <No>, really? <laughs> yeah. Godfrey <laughs> jumped in. It was chaos. It was fucking chaos. <laughs> I remember so vividly. Someone's like, that motherfucker called him fried I was like, hey, it uh, just adds up. Chappelle had said that earlier in his set. The guy I was doing a callback.
1: I was on stage at Boston. And to my left, there was three Latin girls. Um, all amazingly hot they were they were very so already i had anger towards them but they they didn't stop talking they just kept talking and talking and i just fucking pounded them so they got up and one of them threw a drink on me right well as they're walking out the whole crowd started throwing their drinks on them from the balcony and there and you see, fucking, like just drinks flying all over these girls. And I didn't go back to the Boston for like a month or two, thinking, you know, they were the girlfriends of like Latin kings or something. And yeah. it was the place. The place would erupt. It would go from just a regular comedy show to a fucking knife fight like that. It was oh, it was crazy there.
0: It was so crazy. I remember, and I was when I when I was working the door. I'd bring people in, and they'd be they'd have fucking ice cream. And and cold goods in a bag, and then I'd sit them in the front row, and they'd have their. I remember putting some dudes' <laughs> groceries in the freezer back by the bar. <laughs> oh. Hey, what was the name? What was the name of the German bartender at the
1: Boston? Oh, you mean in- downstairs? Talking- no, no,
0: upstairs. Oh. upstairs. oh, in the back? In the back, we had a oh. German bartender who never wore a bra and smoked cigarettes, short hair. She was like oh. really rough. Tammy was the one. Who was like the fun blonde bartender everyone hung out with, but like what was the name? I want to. I can never remember her name.
1: I have no idea. I couldn't. I, you kidding me? I I couldn't even picture her face. I. It just hit me that there was a little bar in the back corner on the way to the bathrooms. There.
0: Yeah, yeah. Just past the bathrooms. I. I yeah. would, that's where I. And then you can put your jacket and your coat up in the back corner. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Wow. So much fun. I mean. If you look back in, in in comedy, all the fun. I I don't know if that was like that in L.A. like it was in New York, just hanging out. And- it
0: was a, it's I I it, I don't think it ever was. I there L.A. was so when I because I moved out from that was my experience in comedy. That's how comedy was. It was and it was tight knit. It was like you, Jimmy, Patrice, Keith, Bobby. Um. Uh, like call like all like but even a tell uh, like that whole group of the seller guys, uh-huh. you know Tom Papa. Uh, it was there was a big group, and then I came out here and it was just like there was the, the alt scene ran um, ran the improv kind of, and when I say alt, is like Sarah and Zach, and yeah, those guys. But they were and they are very mainstream, but they were very alt leaning, and then the store was like. The store was like a fucking haunted house. That place was so weird uh-huh. where you just would go in and it was like, it was almost like you were in a Russian whorehouse and they were like, they took my passport, help me get out. And you're like,
1: <laughs> so huh? yeah.
0: And so now, but now you look at it now and like the store has de- definite, definite connections to like what the way I see, saw the seller back in the day, except the seller, there was no business in mind. Like there was no yeah. business wasn't the underlying hang for there i think there is a definite business hang to the store where we all bust balls we all hang out we all know each other at the end of the day we're like hey hey we should podcast or you know let's what do you let's shoot a video tomorrow you hey, what are you doing you know it's like what hey what's your ticket price in uh denver there is a little bit of a business sense yeah put at the store
1: well i mean when i whenever i went to la back then you're right i love the I'd go to the improv because everybody was hanging, sitting in the back or at the bar. That was yeah. you know, and you see the New York comics that were out there like you or whatever hanging out. And uh, but now when I go to the store, although I mean there's some really cool acts. You know, I mean I fucking love Joey Diaz. Oh, I could God. listen I could listen to him and talk to him all night long. Yeah. Just, you know, I mean, the best fucking stories and funny and 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 see LA for me is it's great to go there for three or four days and go, Oh, Voss is in town. You know, if I lived out there. They would be tired of me in a fucking month, you know? (laughs) So, you know, like, Oh, can you get this (laughs) slobbering Jew bag off the stage? Uh, (laughs) But it's, I mean, like you live out there, you have a life, you have kids, you have a house and you have a career. If you go out to LA, I said, if you go out to LA and nothing's happening for you, there's, it's no more. I mean, it's the biggest empty feeling in the world. Yeah, in New York, if nothing's happening for you, you it's it feels a lot different because there's a a lot of other people that there's nothing happening for. You know there's, what I mean?
0: Yeah, you can you can find you can find yourself in New York regardless. If you go to L.A., yeah. somehow you feel like it's like it's like put right in front of you. Like you got nothing going on, and you're like, yeah. well, hold on, I got stuff going on. It's just not in L.A. And you're like, well. We define what goes on. New yeah. York, even like, even like, I don't even call in for spots in New York. And if I go to New York, I'll end up getting up on stage a couple times and then hanging out at the cellar.
1: Yeah. Well, also, too, the second you walk into, if you're in LA, everybody's, what are you in town for? They want to know, yeah. what are yeah, you in town yeah, for? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I t- I'll tell you why I'm in town because my wife's career is taking off and I'm on her coattails now. That's why I'm in <laughs> town because she's writing head writer on a show or directing something and I am her bitch. That's why <laughs> I'm in town and I'll, I'll judge roast battle one fucking night and that's it. But yeah, no, uh, it's, but also too, I fucking love going to LA. I mean, fucking the weather. I could play golf. I, I go play go- golf with like court, you know, court. Of uh, course, Yeah. Yeah. Unbelievable golf. Or I love okay. playing. I love playing golf with a dunkleman. One, he's a good golfer and he's 10 times more miserable than I'll ever be. So uh, he's, he's a great golfer, you know. So to me, LA is great for like four or five days for me. Yeah. And, and, and I love it. I just get to go to the improv and the store and hang out, you know. Uh, although my wife's name is on the store on the wall and not mine. Cause like when she was going there, my manager called and wh- who's the guy Adam that runs it. Right. It's, yeah. You know, they passed her. So when I go there, I never told my manager to call and get me spots. You know, I just do roast battle or I'll get on here or th- whatever. And, uh, I need my name on that fucking wall.
0: Okay? Oh, I definitely was like that. I was, and I was and Rich, I was living out here and I was, was 40. I was like forty. 40- Three forty-two, and and uh they were like and bill and al madrigal was like you need to be a paid regular here and i was like yeah i'm at the i'm at the outside bar and now i'm I'm with bill and al madrigal and they walk up to adam and they're like hey you know you should pass bert he's he's hilarious he should be working here and he just looked at me and was like i can't and i was like oh <laughs> i was like I- in my head, I'm like, I'm on TV wearing <laughs> headliner. And he just looked at me. He's like, man, I have a such a fucking list of people I have to pass. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. He's like, I think you're great. But I was like, God. And then I, in my head, I, I wanted to go, hey, I won't call in for spots. I just want to be back. <laughs> <Yes.
1: laughs> me too. And they will put my name on the wall and spell it wrong. Know. They'll put my name on the wall and put two S's and it'll <laughs> fucking it'll kill me. It's one s you motherfucker. Uh, I saw Adam at the cellar one night. He was in New York.
0: And- yeah, hang on. Leanne's coming in. What's up? Uh- yeah, with Rich. Oh,
1: okay, Come over Rich. and say hi.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you do. She's lost 16 pounds, Rich. Get out of here. Rich, How you
1: so- doing? I'm well, good. How are you? Good. Where do you work out? At home? Yeah, I'm- right now. Yeah. Out. <laughs> That's a yeah, good point. No, I go to Planet Fitness and I stand outside. Uh, <laughs> are you... Are you is, Bert, uh, is he driving you nuts yet? You could be truthful. Not yet. I'm shocked. Get I'm shocked. out, really. The only,
0: the only thing that's driving me nuts is his daily maladies. Oh, my heel, my hem. something's going on with my oh, heel, Rich. <laughs> Every day, I'm gonna start keeping a journal. Of his maladies. Hey, watch, 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 this, Leanne. How many weapons are next to my bed? <laughs> it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. And oh, ridiculous is he doesn't know how to use them. <laughs> so they, they one time, when someone, when we thought someone was breaking in the house, and he goes, Leanne.
1: Go check it out. Go check it out, and I'm like, seriously? <laughs> that's, that's hilarious. Here, here, take the take the pepper spray. Go. Yes, I have the knife. You use it. That's what it's yeah. about. That's pepper spray next to my bed. That's one of the my five or six weapons. That if if somebody walks in your room and you're asleep, do you think you're going to go? Hey, hold on. Let me load my crossbow.
0: Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Hang on one second. Let me get my glasses. I gotta find my pepper spray.
1: <laughs> do you prefer the do you prefer the pepper spray or me hit myself in the head with my nunchucks? What do you prefer? <laughs> Hold on, I
0: gotta figure out this pepper spray gun. There's safety on it. I read the Hang time. on.
1: <laughs> I when I first got the pepper spray, I didn't realize. So I I was up in in our old place in the bedroom, and I sprayed it in the garbage can. This is. So, like, five minutes later, my wife and kids are downstairs coughing, and they're going, what's going on? And I didn't realize that it went throughout the whole house, and they were choking downstairs on the pepper spray. Because I I originally got it for when I go on stage, if somebody attacks me, <laughs> that I would spray them. But then I would spray the whole audience, and I'd get sued. Oh, my God. Oh my God. <laughs> All right. well, I got to prep for my workout. It was good well, to see you. you. You too. You too. Hang in there. I'm just going to get the jump
0: rope. Okay. We got the new I jump rope. We got the new jump rope. I know Is Are you get using the... I'm out of time. Are you using the... Uh, I didn't want to
1: bother you. Okay. Oh, so okay. I just didn't want to So, and then it's just a That's okay. That's okay. That's okay. So to again. Um, right, yeah, she went
0: on... She got on a big health kick. And, uh... Got a personal trainer and the guy, man, it's like all the shit I've been telling her is like, you know, if you want to work out, you really do have to break a sweat. Like if you don't break a sweat, it's not like a workout. And she was like, whatever, whatever. And then the first day she came back, she's like, I, he made me sweat. My hair is dripping. And I was like, yeah, it's called working out. And so immediately.
1: Well, like I first of all, she looks great. She looks so, I thought it was your younger sister. I'm not going to lie. I'm going, you know, Jesus Christ. Uh, I don't, when I work out, I just lift weights. I don't really do cardio because I don't really care about the insides. I want to look good on the outside. Uh, Like I see your surfboard. You go surfing? no
0: that's that was given to me as a gift but i i have we have i have gone surfing a few times but but i i i would never used that surfboard
1: well that's got to be scary as fuck surfing I oh
0: mean, yeah 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 yeah
1: but you've done all kinds of weird shit you you skydive before right
0: yeah i've done everything that was all travel channel as i did yeah. everything there was to do that was thrilling like Like, I remember anytime anyone's about to go on vacation, they're like, you know what we're thinking about doing? I'm always like, I did it. I did it. And I did it on like the highest level because whatever we did, they always wanted to make it. It was always whatever you could do on a vacation. And then they'd take it to the extreme level and they'd go, all right, you're going to do it this way. So yeah, I've done it all.
1: Did you do the kite thing where you jump off a cliff with a, you've Um, done that?
0: I remember the first time I did it, I was, um, I was like, it's pretty cool. It's it's a pretty cool experience. I'm glad I did it. The second time I went to go do it, uh I get we get to this place in Golden, Colorado, and it's a it's a cliff that everyone does it off of. And it's also, by the way, where Spider Co is that, that knife I love is in Golden, Colorado. Also where mm-hmm. Coors Light is is made, Coors is made. And so I'm sitting there and we're getting ready to do it, and an ambulance comes up and they pull up to the parking garage parking lot and uh where we're parked. And I was like, "Hey guys," I said. Did we hire you? Because you know, sometimes you got to have safety backups. And the guy goes, "Oh no." I said, "Well, did someone get hurt?" And he goes, eh, "Any minute now." I said, "What?" And he goes, "Oh, that's all. We just come out here knowing that we're gonna be. If it's a day like today, we're gonna be dragging bodies off this mountain."
1: And get I went, the fuck out!
0: I went really, and he went, "Oh yeah, this is one of the most dangerous things you can do." And I went really. The only the two things that are that I've been told by paramedics that are like don't do these is that and four wheelers in a desert in like sand dunes he said they pull out bodies by the dozens on weekends
1: really why because they are flipping them and
0: because because i think there's a sense of a sense of of we're in a desert, it's wide open, nothing bad can happen. And what people often don't predict is they'll go up the top of a mountain and not know how far it is down and it'll be fucking like, oh. Or people run into each other nonstop. They say, they find the same hill and just, gosh. They, oh. that, we did that just outside Arizona, on the border of Arizona and California. We went surfing in the mountains. Like we had, it was sand dunes and we took like, like uh, snowboards and went sliding down them. And the paramedics said, don't ever, you see the guys on ATVs. Don't ever do that. And, you, that. and you'll assure that's one way you won't die. I was like, fuck.
1: Well, I mean, you had to have major anxiety attacks doing some of that stuff. Oh, I, well, I left travel
0: channel with certifiable PTSD because I would, there was a certain point at point where I got to managing it in the mornings Where I would be like, I would go uh, like do a rope swing. Like I remember, I remember doing a rope swing in New Zealand and it was like a 450 foot free fall. So like they just tie a rope onto you on a harness, you jump and the rope is tethered to like a fulcrum in the middle. So you jump and you fall until the rope catches and then it swings you out. Holy Are you fucking fu- kidding me! It is the most intense thing. And that morning, and I know it's safe. Like I can tell you right now, it's hundred percent safe, right? Uh-huh. But you, but regardless, you wake up that morning at like four in the morning, and you and you don't. You're not hungry. You don't want to go work out. You're just laying in bed, just going. I don't want to die. Like I remember just saying mm-hmm. over and over again. I just want to tell jokes. I remember getting in the shower and like praying, being like on all like down down squatted down praying, going God, just let me get through today. Please, I did that so many times, Rich. I jumped off the, I was the first person to jump off the stratosphere. I did a rope swing in Switzerland. I did one in Switzerland where the guy's leg got caught and almost lost his leg. Like I've it so many times. I left with going like I left Travel Channel going like,
1: Ooh. oh, that's fucking nuts. That's like I'm so scared of anything. This is a true story. When my daughter, we were at a carnival behind the uh, the church, and it was a Ferris wheel. Maybe two stories high, maybe. Yeah. Just a look, and me and my daughter. This is when my it's one of my older daughters was young. We get on it, and then they pull it up one thing and put other people on the seats. And I look up; it's two stories. And I go to the guy, hey, hey, bring us back. <laughs> my daughter doesn't want to do this, and she goes, "Yes, I do. It's you that doesn't want to do it, right?" <laughs> I'm telling you, it's the smallest, the smallest ferris wheel on the planet. And I was too scared to get on it. I fucking
0: (laughs) I got well, I was I was doing roller coasters for like three years on Travel Channel. Yeah. And I got to the place where I could not get in a roller coaster because I had been locked in one for over an hour. And that it scared the fuck out of me. Like it ruined me being stuck in a roller coaster. And I was in the roller coaster where you walk in, you, they harness you in, the floor drops out and then they take you and they raise you like this. So you're flying and we do the ride. We come in, we stop and we're outside. Like we're not in the gates yet. They unload everyone and it's taken a while. And I'm just sitting like, wow, this is taking forever. I have a harness on with uh, with a camera and microphones. Like I, I have a vest on, so I'm already kind of tightening it. They pull in. And the floor doesn't raise for like five minutes. We're just sitting there and we're like waiting, going, I guess they're probably just technical things with the filming. And then the floor raises manually. They crank the floor up and we're like, well, that's odd. And they're like, guys, it's going to be a little bit. And I was like, what? And they're like, we just called one of the head, heads of uh, operations. He can come out and fix it. He's on his way. Now I was very familiar with the park. So I go, uh, what ride is he at? Like panicking, trying to calm myself down. And they go, well, he's actually not on location. I went, wait, where is he? They're like, he's in his house. I go, wait, where's his house? And they're like, (laughs) Ontario. I go, I got to wait for this motherfucker to drive from Ontario. And now I'm looking at my watch. I go, it is 3.30.
1: He is going to, it's going to take him fucking forever to get here. (laughs) Wait, but you were stuck in a thing. It wasn't moving still. It just stopped. wasn't moving.
0: You just were, I was staring at the ground. How far up were you? Uh, just uh, from the ground ground, probably 30 feet, but, but, but we were in the station. So the platform, they manually raised the floors. So we were like, you know, just like five feet from the floor. I had to have the, the head of the park, the woman that was running the park, like the operations manager come and sit on the platform and hold my hand. Cause I was fucking losing it. Oh I was God. losing it.
1: I, like any of that stuff you did. I could, I might've had a heart attack doing it. Like, do you ever feel you're like, just like, you feel like your heart's going to explode or just the anxiety, you know?
0: I felt, you know, the, I used to, I could, I could get my head off of it. If I paid attention to the camera, like if the camera was on me, I could yeah. play to the camera I, and I would, I would just start. It was almost like being on stage like that with the way like, you're nervous before you go on stage. And then you get on stage. You're like, Oh, I can be here. I'm fine. So I could always play to the camera. Like we went scuba diving one time. Like my first open water dive was at 90 feet. Oh, it was supposed to be at 40 feet, but that's where the, that's where we were supposed to be. But the bottom of the ship was 90 feet. And so we get down to 90 feet and I have, it's thundering and lightning out, Rich. It is where it's horrible weather. Not when you want to go scuba diving, but it's like, you're on a, you're on a schedule. We're doing a TV show. Get the fuck in the water. And Uh, I go down and I like, I'm sinking and I get to like 10 feet and my brain, I don't, all I see is darkness. It's uh, not light out. And I'm like, I don't see anyone else. And I'm just like, where the fuck am I going? And I realized in a moment of clarity, all the shit I like is up there and none of the shit I want is down there.
1: And I just went right back up to the top. I don't don't, don't, don't want to be here. Wait, but how long do you have to train to go scuba diving? Like, oh, I took a few classes in
0: Denver, did a couple open water dives, uh, in Fiji. And then we did this big dive. Oh, part of my, it was part of my certification was to do this dive. And so we did it. And then, and then we all ran out of air because none of us followed None of us had ever dove before. So we all just went to 90 feet, went down to the bottom and then that cuts your dive time in half. And so, uh, yeah, it was, it was, but I would panic like. I would really panic and then all of a sudden I would find the camera and I just play to the camera. And as soon as I saw the camera, I would relax entirely.
1: Uh uh-huh. Well, see, if I was a therapist, I would, I would say, I mean, even though it was TV and you're, you're still kind of like a thrill thrill junkie, like you've done everything, parachuted everything. So for you, it's like, once you smoke freebase, you can't, you can't go back and snort it. You can't like you did the, the free base of life when it came to adrenaline and thrills. Does that, you know what I mean? So, yeah. so, you know, it's gotta be like, what excites you now? I feel like I'm doing an interview and I'm a therapist, but what excites like what can bring that thrill back to you? Besides being, I guess being on stage, right?
0: No, um, I mean, I think you know. It's funny. I really enjoy. I like. I really enjoy motorcycles. I don't have one, but like a motorcycle is really fucking like it's crazy because the amount of vulnerability you feel in a motorcycle, and the and the way you take in the scenery, it's just. I love motorcycles. I just said to Leanne, I was thinking about buying one while we're doing this stay at uh, home stuff. Cause I go, the roads are wide open. This is exactly when you want to have a motorcycle.
1: I don't, I never rode a motorcycle. I always wanted one. Uh But I think at my age, wouldn't be the time to learn how to ri- ride them. Mo- you know how to ride one,
0: right? Yeah. Yeah. I had to take lessons, dude. I had wow. to take lessons and, and he, and, and, <laughs> We show up the first day. I've always wanted to write a bit about this, but I couldn't because I just, it's it's like sometimes, you know, when bits are too close to you and you just can't, you don't see the comedy in it. But uh, the day, the first it's two days, one day is out on the road and one day is just in the classroom.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> and I remember going in and there were people walking into the classroom. We were, all we're doing is the class and they're in full leather outfits. Like they're going to be on a bike. And I went, Oh, that person's definitely dying on a
1: motorcycle. <laughs> I, I wanted, I wanted to get one of those three wheelers—the two oh, yeah. wheels in the back and the one in front—a trike. Yeah, but I would just like some old fucking midlife crisis douchebag riding around on it. I would, and people say they're more dangerous than motorcycles. I don't know. Maybe.
0: Would you ever go? Would you ever go bow hunting?
1: Would I go bow hunting? Yeah. Uh, I mean, I don't, I, I love shooting. I don't know if I could kill an animal, you know, for survival, I would. I just don't think, look it, deer run through my property all the time and, and gophers and I, I want to kill them, but I just don't think, you know, it'd be hard for me to shoot an animal unless I needed it for survival. I don't think I could do it, kill, you know, uh, and you would think after all the times I kill on stage, I would be used to killing, you know, a fucking, <laughs> just, just a major act like me, you would think. Uh, I've never done it. I And I just, I don't know. I love shooting. I love shooting the bow too. I yeah. heard Rogan. I think someone told me Rogan has an indoor range. Yeah. He, like when I did his podcast, he was in some, whatever. It was a smaller, I think he had a pool table. What was the
0: last time you did? Oh yeah. His new podcast studio is a compound.
1: Yeah. That's what I heard. Like, Oh, it's awesome. It's gigantic.
0: Oh, it's got, I mean, it's, it's, I think it's, especially, it's definitely all the shit you would love in life. Like, cause he's got a, he's got an archery range in there. He's got the best workout system set up. Like his workout space is it looks like a, like a, like a college football's, uh, workout space. It's got, he's got stuff, all the front, like the new level stuff that they give you to train. They send uh-huh. to him and, and they, by the way, they're, they're, those people are so cool. Um, like I, they've sent it to me too, you know, through Joe, Joe's like, you know, gives them my info or whatever, or I don't know how they get my info, but you know, it's through Joe, it's Joe's people. Uh-huh. one of the guys just hit me up and he was like, Hey man, I, I they gave me an Assault Air Runner, which is the one where you run on it yourself. Uh-huh. Holy shit, that's so hard.
1: And so he has this big place. I I don't even know where he gets the money to get a place like that. But uh, <laughs> where can a guy like that afford a place like that? I did his – I listen, i I known Joe for 30 years. We were doing gigs, one-nighters in Jersey back then, yes. you know, so – two times I was in LA, he, he put me on his podcast, and I had a great time, you know, uh, doing the podcast in the old place. Next time I come out, I want to just go to his new place. I don't even care about the podcast. I just want to work out and shoot, you know, uh, do some. Oh, he's, dude,
0: Joe's, Joe's so generous too. Like he, t- next time you're out, go, Hey, I'd love to come work out before the podcast. And Joe in a heartbeat will be like, of course, like he says that Ari and I, one time we we're like texting him. I was like, "Hey man, can we? You mind if we work out in sauna before the podcast?" He was like, "Yeah man, just hit up dot dot dot. Let him know you're coming in. I'll let him know you're coming in because he's got I mean, the place is like a fucking fortress now. Like
1: he, he has a sauna is, there too.
0: Got a sauna and he's got he's got security. It's you're not. No one's getting in there. It's it's uh wow yeah." It, it's awesome, man. It really is. And he's got his cars in there. He's got like a whole Twitch studio. He's got a gaming room. He's, he's going to get, and, he's. Get,
1: I'm sorry. He's going to get big. He's
0: going to blow up. I, I think some big things are going to happen wait, for him. Wait,
1: what else <laughs> has he got now? I didn't mean to cut you off. Go ahead. No, he's got
0: all his cars are there. Like, and, and he's got his smoker. He's got like five fucking refrigerators they're all filled with elk meat, moose meat. Like he, last time I was there was right, it was right when the pandemic kicked in and, and like the week before. And I came in, did the podcast and then he, and, and this is what I love about Joe is there's a real, like just a very real part. Like I know people see him as one guy and I don't really see him as that guy the way people see them, see him like fans will see him. I only know the side of him that smokes, gets silly, likes to have a drink likes to do stand up like the political or what not even political, but like more like uh, astronauts and all this stuff he does over there. I watch some of those, but like that I'm I'm more like just him as a comic. But what I love about him is he just, you know, we get to on the podcast. He's like, how's, how are you in the family with me? And I'm like, good. And he was like, let me get you some uh, elk. And you're like, okay. He gave me probably 40 pounds of moose sausage, elk sausage, elk steaks, moose, I mean bear. He, I
1: have Does he hunt does he hunt them himself?
0: Oh he hunts it's all his own kills. And so you get this. I mean and by the way, fucking the moose sausage he gave me is phenomenal. Like I ate I and and so I I just have a freezer full of I have an elk roast in there that's like this big and you know, very few people have recipes for elk roast online. Yeah.
1: There's people on grinder right now going, Bert eats moose sausage, which probably in, in grinder talk means like you'll blow three guys at once. Hey, do you hear Bert eats moose sausage? I didn't know that. I thought he was a bottom. Uh, so where, where, where do you, where do you hunt in, in California up in the mountains? Like,
0: He's I think he goes out to Utah, he goes out to Hawaii, he goes out to like Montana, but there's this one place when you're taking the five up uh to go to Sacramento, you go yeah. over, I think it's called the grapevine, but there's some hunting camps in there where he hunts boars. I think I'm it's all speculation. This is all based of off of me barely listening backstage.
1: Well, if he really wants to get a good boar, come to my show and hunt me on stage. You'll get a real fucking boar right there uh <laughs> uh what a fucking great life like have you gone hunting with him have you ever gone hunting or just
0: no he keeps he keeps offering it going like hey man i, I want to take you on your first hunt and part of me i part of me wants to really bad but the other part of me goes i don't know if i could kill an animal
1: yeah see that's how I. i am. don't
0: know if i like i don't know if i could line it up see an elk In the, I mean, I'm sure as I say elk. Everyone's like, you, your, your first kill is not going to be an elk bird, okay? Let's get over it. But like, I love when the girls had the bows, the bow and arrows. Yeah, I loved shooting bows. I loved it. There was like a, and and we just had, we didn't have a a compound bow. We just had an old school bow. Yeah, no, no sight on it, nothing. And I loved fucking around with it and seeing if my aim was getting better, just off fucking, just guessing, just going. Yeah, that looks about right.
1: I could. I wasn't good at the regular bows. I so I, and I bought one. I go. I can't do this. But the compound bows. Yeah. Uh, and I don't have. I you know. I just got like a five or six hundred dollar one. But yeah. It, it's. I I love shooting. When because I I, I was playing golf all the time and there was. I go and when you saw me on the boat, I lost my swing. I have it back now. Like I was doing some yeah. weird shit. And I was playing golf, and I—this is no lie—I went from low 80s, from low eight to I can't hit a ball. I can't fucking really? hit a ball. I yeah. And I was I was shanking everything off the hosel. I go, I can't do this. I got to do something. So I started. All, all, what are you doing? Oh, it's Showing Bert. Say hi newest, to. Man. Say hi to Bert. Let me see it. Hi Bert. I look. Boring. What do you have? She's uh, she she's making masks in the basement. So this is the new one. This is nice. Oh, nice. This is for when I go down on her. She gave me a mask. <laughs> <And>
0: she...
1: <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Can I have this one? No. Come on. <laughs> she, uh, Are you sell them on your website, Bonnie. Bonnie. <laughs> oh, she closed the door on me. We have our own separate bedrooms, which is great.
0: Really. No way for real. I want that so badly.
1: Cause after we have sex, I'm like, Hey, listen, you're going to have to run, uh, <laughs> I'll call you. I go leave me your number. You know, I have her leave the number and I give her one of my CDs as a parting gift. I go here take one of the CDs and uh I'll give you a call. But
0: <laughs> we have I want pe- I uh, want Leanne sleeps on the couch every fucking night. She ends up on the couch cuz I snore and she's just like she can't she goes I can't do it. So she ends up on the couch. So we're doing this new house. But if we ever get to make this new house She's like, she made a room, her own bedroom. Like we, she's building a master bedroom and then she made a small guest bedroom, but it's her bedroom. And she was like, this is my room. And this uh-huh. is, she goes, I think this is just where I'll sleep and I'll get great night sleeps and I won't hear you snore. And I, and I was like, oh, I, I kind of was like, I want the bedroom.
1: Well, I, cause I snore too. So my, in our old place she'd wake up and go you're snoring and I go no I'm not and I would so I'd walk down to the couch and sleep on the couch and I would come in late you know from New york or whatever so and and I always sleep on the couch so here I, I i set up a room in the basement which is our guest room now but there was only one way to get out you know uh there was two windows at the other end and it's just it's 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 not a I would sleep down there, paranoid as hell, thinking, well, if there's a fire? I'm fucked." You know, <laughs> so I, mo- I moved upstairs, just a small room we had upstairs, and I made a bedroom in here, and it's great because her bedroom's right there, and at you know I can come in at night and watch TV up, uh, you know, for a couple Started, of hours. Oh
0: yeah,
1: no, it's not our. Per- she said, "Stop talking about our personal lives." We do a <laughs> fucking. That's all we talk about on our podcast. We don't,
0: don't Liam doesn't like having the TV on at night and I love getting in bed and turning the TV on. I like watching, yeah. uh, anything on DIY network, food network, food cooking channel, all of that. And it just calms me down. The other day I put on Tro- Troy Aikman's uh, football life and, I, and, and yeah. I put it on and then I just rolled over and just listened to it. She was like, you're not even watching it. And I go, but it's on, it's calming me down. And yeah. Like, she just turns it off. I go, why are you turning that off? Uh,
1: I, 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 I watched all the, any kind of mob or prison thing or whatever I can watch, you know, series. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, it's so much better. Like Bobby, I was talking to Bobby yesterday. He goes, Oh, I was on some pocket. And Bobby's like, how do you, and you, he goes, I love laying next to my wife and sleep. And yeah, I love my wife and everything, but also too, you know, having your own space. I mean, my bed, I have a, a small single or whatever, dub, you know, we you know, have a gigantic king king size bed in her bedroom. Yeah. But let me tell you something. Just you know, laying there and nobody touching you, and oh. you know, and oh, it's great. Oh,
0: I we did we did I did uh, Rogan. Um, right, we came home and kind of shut shit down and drove across country, and I had my bus at our new house, and I did Rogan, and we ended up me and Joe. It was like the only time I drank this break. I had two drinks with them, and I took uh, I smoked a joint on the show. So we get done, and we go back to the house. I come back; it's like you know six o'clock at night, and we do a Zoom call with a bunch of our friends and have a happy hour. And I uh, I said to Leanne, I go, um, she goes, "You smoked today, didn't you?" And I said, "Yeah." And she goes, "You're gonna snore horribly." I was like, "I'm gonna go to the tour bus," and she was like, "What?" I said, "I'm gonna go and sleep on the tour bus, bro." I woke up at two in the next afternoon. <laughs> like a billion dollars. And I was yeah. and I, I had all my shit was in the tour bus. I knew it was clean. There's no COVID nineteen in there. I was just sitting everywhere. I didn't have to wash my hands. It was the oh, best.
1: That's fucking it it it, it really is. I, I love my wife and I uh, you know, we still fool around. We watch TV in in the living room or downstairs. Yeah. We'll watch a movie. And and then at the end of the night, it's like we it's like she goes to her big room and I go to my little room. It's like I'm walking into my cell, but I, <laughs> my cell is hooked up. I'm like, you know, you ever look at those fucking jail prison movies, my cell has everything. I'm like fucking I'm like Paul Servino in fucking Goodfellas. You know, I yeah. could sit I could sit in my room and shave garlic if I want to. It's a fucking <laughs> yeah, you know, just little slices of garlic. But you know, it's it's it if we were stuck in our townhouse during this, we would have killed each other.
0: Let's talk about finding freelance talent for your business or project. Sometimes a business needs to quickly pivot in order to meet a goal or maybe an unexpected, obstacle, an unexpected obstacle occurs making it impossible for you to meet the deadline with your current size team. Where do you go? And right now, where do you go to find on-demand talent? How much is it gonna cost? Are they gonna deliver? Can they deliver exactly what you need? Are they gonna jump up the price? Like it's so happened, so often it's happened to me. It can be frustrating, it can be expensive. Not anymore. Fiverr's platform helps keep businesses moving with a network of trusted freelance talent. I have always, 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 always needed a graphic designer. I always need a graphic designer. Sometimes I'll come up with a shirt design. like I wanted one time to do the Seminole Indian from the Florida State, but I wanted to do it with with Burt Reynolds' face with the mustache. I thought it would be a cool shirt, right? Sell it. Make a few quick thousand dollars put it out online. Some guy drew it. I said, this is awesome. I sent him a contract and he goes, "Never mind. I'm just going to keep it. I don't care. And I was like, wow, I kind of got screwed on that. Well, listen, whether you're starting your first business, scaling your current business or in need of extra support for a project like I was, Fiverr will help you evolve, adapt and grow. They will connect you and your business with freelancers who offer hundreds of digital services, including graphic design, copywriting, web programming, film editing. Find Exactly what you're looking for instantly. Search by service, by deadline, by price and review, and more. You'll know exactly what you're paying for up front. So there's no negotiating. There's no guy like that guy, which I'm sure is a very nice guy, who's like, never mind, I'll just keep it and make it on my own. He never even made the shirt. I offered to pay him money. I really, I think about that shirt so freaking much. It was right when Burt Reynolds died. Anyway, my point is, no negotiated needed. They've got 24-7 customer service, and you can get quality talent, that you can count on. Sellers have worked with some of the most influential brands in the world. Finding talent for your project has never been easier. You can review seller's ratings, buyer feedback, select the right freelancer based on your budget, all of that. Check out Fiverr.com today and receive 10% off your first order by using my code, BurtCast. It's so easy. Find all the digital services you need in one place at fiver the code is Bertcast again. That's Fiverr.com. Code Bertcast. Yeah. Know, How long have you guys been in this house?
1: Since November. Oh, for real? Yeah. So this is new. Yeah, this is great. The only problem with this house, our house is here, and there's one piece of property. You know, the backyard goes long, and there's one piece of property. And then right after that piece of property, And we didn't know this. They're building 190-unit townhouses, three fucking big buildings. For real? And it's a house, you know, a backyard away from our backyard. And we didn't know this. The real estate agents never told us this. So a week after we move in, there's fucking bulldozers going. And, you know, so we're going to have two years of building behind us, which is closer to her bedroom, not mine. So, uh, but (laughs) you know, but yeah, it's great. You know, we have property, we have a house. Yeah. We've been here since November and uh, you know, I'm going to go out, I'm going to go out in the yard and, and do some, uh, rototilling after this is done. We had a gigantic tree stump taken out, you know, it was a big tree stump in our front yard. So, uh, we had seven yards of dirt dropped off for our garden and other places around so it's kind of keeping busy it's fun Well, you like you know if you want to kill i if i were you i mean i'm not saying maybe go to your new house and you could do shit every now and then just uh, to kill time
0: <clears throat> she wants to build a garden or front yard and i'm but I'm, no one lives there so like it, it for me it just feels weird to start like Yesterday we went and the girls and I do a workout. Georgia does a softball workout. Uh-huh. The girls and I do a workout there because it's there's no room for us to, in this house to for like you you just can't. There's no room to do a three person workout. Yeah. So we went over there did a softball workout. Then we get done and I realized Leanne's arranged the backyard so we can hang out. And I was like, oh, we're gonna be spending a lot of time over here.
1: How old are your daughters? Thirteen and fifteen. Oh yeah, so they're doing school through zoom in the, or online in the morning, right?
0: Yeah, the only the only joke I wrote is I've been uh, we've been homeschooling Isla and if this was the dust bowl and we were first to home, homeschool that kid, she would have been joining a fucking joining a carnival or pickpocketing people outside them. <laughs> <laughs> the yeah. It is not meant for his books.
1: Uh, and listen, if anything my 12-year-old was homeschooling me. Uh <laughs> You know how, like you said before, it's too close to you. I was talking to a a, uh, a comic, I think it was Gullop, Bob Gullop on the phone. And on Facebook, people are putting their high school graduation pictures. Well, I, I quit school. So I just put a picture up. And Bob goes, you quit school? And I remember I was in, in class in like not 10th grade, 11th, and I asked to go to the bathroom. He gave me the pass and I walked out and never came back. I just walked out. I said, I can't do this. I can't, I can't do this. And I fucking went. Like one of those dads from the forties. I'm going to go get a milk and some cigarettes. Yeah. Yeah. And he goes, write a bit about it. I go, "Ah, it's just, it's too close. Oh, that's great. You got to write a bit about that.
0: (laughs) There's some people quit school by just not showing up. You walked out of it.
1: (laughs) I just was sitting in class going, what the fuck am I doing here? (laughs) By the
0: way, I love that you followed the rules and you're like, can I go to the bathroom? (laughs) Knowing you're quitting anyway. Well, yeah.
1: I left the hall pass somewhere like on a fucking water fountain or something and just took off. I mean, I I came back every now and then to hang in the lunchroom. You know, I used to hang in lunch period or smoke pot by the heater. but. But my (laughs) kids, so how you you guys been doing? doing (laughs) How's Mister and Dante? Good. (laughs) (laughs) They had three lunch periods. I can't tell you how many oatmeal cookies I used to bum. Yo man, can I have one of those oatmeal cookies? (laughs) Three in a pack, and I used to go sit in lunch period, all three of them. So I knew the different crews in every lunch period. Uh, you know, I would a rate, and you just
0: put your arms back on the. <laughs> yeah. All right, guys,
1: thanks. Yep. Hey, what's up? Come on in. And i wait for the new crew to come. Oh. Uh, uh, and every and and I went to a pr- predominantly black high school, but every fucking lunch period, it's when David Bowie came out with the song Fame, and all the black people love Fame, so they would play it on the jukebox. And I would hear fucking fame for three lunch periods, <laughs> fame, you know, whatever. And uh, then I would leave the lunch period. I would go by the heater and that's where you hung out by the heater and smoke pot. And then I go home, you know, and my mother would come in in the morning, go get up for school. And I go, come on, you know, I'm not going scram. And, uh, and that's, <laughs> and that's, But my daughter is a genius. She's on three computers. I bet your kids are on like two and three computers at once.
0: My daughter, my young, they're on a a laptop, an iPad, and a phone at one time.
1: Yes, exactly. It's crazy. And uh, Minecraft, my daughter's on TikTok. She's walking around the house dancing like a Kardashian. I'm like, hey, stop it. Okay. I
0: can't get on TikTok. Everyone. All my like agents and managers are like, you'd be so great on TikTok. But all I see on TikTok is people doing the same type of video over and over again.
1: My daughter, one of her things on TikTok got 2 million hits, okay? On every social media platform, if I put them all together, I haven't gotten 2 million hits.
0: Did she plug your dates?
1: <laughs> She's passing me. I'm going to open for her. That's the good thing about this 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 being quarantine, no comics are passing me now. I'm selling as many tickets as fucking Billy and Kevin right now.
0: I feel like I feel like uh, I feel like <laughs> I, I said I was talking to my agents yesterday and they were like, uh, you know how you've been fine. I said I don't mind this at all. It's all, almost like I'm a cornerback and I blew out my ACL, but yeah. the whole but the whole league blew out their ACL also.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's it's fucking yeah. Uh, you know, I don't, I don't have to get a phone call from, from Bobby going, Hey, do you hear who just got a show? Uh, <laughs> <idea>. <laughs> Dude, the
0: best is, let me tell you something. This is my theory on this. This quarantine is a, is a quarter mile race, meaning that you can't sprint at the beginning. So you looked at all these people who were racing to get quarantine comment content out the first week, second week, yeah. third week, not realizing we might be here for two months. And they're going to punch themselves out. It's yeah. about the week before we go back on the road. That's when you want content to come out. That yeah. sprint towards the end. I'll tell yeah. you what, I'm going to see if I can run 50 miles on my treadmill. 24 hours, 50 miles. Yeah. And then yeah. just own content and go back on the road.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't know about, like, I have, you know, I do lead the house. I go to the supermarket. Yeah. And I'll go to Lowe's for home. Do you guys get food delivered or do you? Leanne you
0: does, get- Leanne does all of it.
1: Okay. Oh. go
0: over to the grocery store I haven't I I my OCD has been fucking horrible because I'm one I'm like a, I'm like a, I'm especially even with booze and drugs it's like I'm either all in or I'm all out yeah and so with like I can't just go into a store and kind of do that like I went to one I went to Rite Aid had a toothache and I just was like I couldn't touch anything so Leanne doesn't care she's like oh I'm fine I wash my hands so I'm like all right great you do that
1: yeah I'm I, this is how paranoid I am. I have next to my bed on my desk uh, three three thermometers. Okay, <laughs> in case I don't trust one of them, uh, I take I take my temperature maybe you know seven or eight times a day. And this is a quick one. This goes. Look at that, ninety eight point two. I'm not dying. Uh,
0: Perfect.
1: I do it all day long. Wait, um, how long
0: have you not been smoking?
1: Uh, probably 15 years.
0: No. How long? No, cigarettes.
1: Yeah, 15 years I quit. It's been 15 fucking 14, years? 14, yeah, since, no, 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 wait, Bonnie, I been, it's maybe 14 years. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. And But I was smoking three packs a day of Marlboros, you know. Uh, I chew Nicorette gum like it's going out of style, though. But nobody's getting secondhand gum. You know, my kids, I'm not going to fucking burn my house. I'm going to choke because I fall asleep with gum in my mouth all the time. Yeah. So I'm going to die with a fucking piece of nicorette lodged in my throat. You know, when I'm sitting here, you know, fighting the biggest virus that's ever hit in the last fucking five or 10 years, a little piece of gum is going to kill me. But yeah, Yeah. I don't smoke. Uh, I don't eat red meat. I don't eat meat. I don't do anything but play fucking slots online at night in my bed. Uh, fuck. And I, I stop. last week. I only did it on Sunday. I'm like this with everything. Like I, I go, okay, just a hundred bucks tonight. Yeah. <laughs> just a hundred. Uh, uh, and, and I get so mad, but I can't smash my phone. Cause I can't get another phone. I can't, oh, yeah. put, I can't punch the wall cause she'll know something's going on. <laughs> so, uh, you know, that's every now and then I'll play slots on my phone. Uh, I have anxiety in life. And when this first happened, not first, like two weeks ago, my breathing was killing me. I go, Oh, I'm dying. I got it. Yeah, but it yeah. was, ang- it was anxiety yeah. that caused the heavy breathing that increased my anxiety that increased my head. It's a vicious fucking cycle when you have anxiety. It's and you
0: can't take uh Xanax or anything.
1: No, I have I I have medication for anxiety. Like when daily I, medication? Oh, I only take it if I need it, like maybe yeah. if it's and I've never taken a whole, it's only a half. Yeah. You know, and I don't melt it down and shoot it like I would have years ago, but uh most of my anxiety before this happened Usually happen on like a Monday when I get home and everything would come down on me, like the bills work, Mondays were, And before I'd go on stage, I always got after 30 something years the last two years, I get fucking major. I get anxiety before I go out. Uh, I don't know why. I, I think
0: that's good, though. I get I get nervous before I go out. Not anxiety so much. I had anxiety I had anxiety when I started the fault in January. no uh, when I started the tour when I knew I was shooting a special um, and I was getting ready for it, I had anxiety um, on stage for the first time ever and it was just it was you know Rogan used to have this bit uh, about um, he had a, not a bit it was a, a story he had about a friend who was doing a corporate and all of a sudden right before he went on stage, he was like, he was like, okay, i have a good show. And the guy goes, Hey man, all you gotta worry is, all you gotta know is don't say the N-word. And the and the guy was like, huh? He was like, just don't say the N word. And so the guy on the stage the whole time, that's all his brain was saying was that word in his head over and over again. <laughs> and man, my head, that one story fucked <laughs> with my head. And I get on stage and I was, and there was a joke where I said, where I have it in, in the new special where I would say, My I had, I, I used to use my gun as a flashlight because I was a flashlight on it. And my wife let the dog out. I didn't know that I heard someone, I heard a noise by the garage. I swing my flashlight around to investigate to the dog. I it scared me so bad. I pulled the trigger. And every time I went to say trigger, I heard <laughs> N word in my head and my brain was that Rogan story going, don't say the end. Don't say it. Don't say
1: it. Don't say it. Say T. <laughs> oh. uh, yeah. it. I, it's so weird because I, I think and I, every time I walk on stage, I go, this is the one time it's all going to fall apart and I'm going to probably piss my pants or <laughs> something. this is the one time, you know, I'm always waiting for the worst. And then you walk out, you get your first fucking laugh and then everything else, you know, you forget everything. You're just all in the, the moment. Place.
0: It's it, crazy. It, yeah. It's crazy uh, that it all falls into place. When, when do you have tour dates? what when, when, when's your next tour dates?
1: I don't, I think they rescheduled some of them. I don't even know. Uh, I mean, I got, I got work this summer clubs. We weren't going to do the tour in the summer. It was okay. going up till the summer. It was mainly going to be, uh, whatever, and then do some club dates in the summer, which the summer is the hardest time to book. And and then go back into fall. So we'll reschedule our dates and, you know, uh, I don't know what's going to happen with clubs, you know, cause guys made like guys like you and Joey and Atel, or you know, theater acts are going to have to go to clubs because I theaters aren't going to rebook for at least a year. They're going to be,
0: you don't think you don't think, I think uh, it's cure. I'm curious to know how this is going to work out. I know that they're going to start opening some clubs really yeah. soon. Because some some st- cities, um, some states are going to be like, we're virus-free. We're ready to start having people back in. And I, I think I had heard that Omaha, Colleen was going to open up Omaha
1: soon. Well, I mean, do you feel comfortable sitting in, like, some people feel, I don't, it wouldn't bother me, but would you sit, it, it, it's not, the three and 400 seat clubs are not going to get three and 400 people a night. Do you think people are going to sit that close to each other?
0: I think think what they'll do do is they'll start off with limited amount seating. Yeah. So they'll say 200 tickets and they'll spread everyone out. Not that that is ever going to fucking, but, but it, it it, will, you're right. It will be curious if they're going to, what, how they're going to book it because they will have the opportunity to book guys like, I mean, Chappelle will be the first one to want to want to be on stage. Yeah. 20 bones are going to get Chappelle and, and Rogan and Yeah all these big names will be like able to do clubs and will probably want to go do clubs. And so you're right. Is like, I keep thinking of like, like I keep thinking of like great club comics that are about to go to the next level. Like guys like Chris Porter, right? Great.
1: great Holy fuck. Is he funny? (laughs) I want, (laughs) what do you? What are you doing? Is that about <laughs> Latinos? <laughs> <That's my best>. <laughs> Go! <laughs> oh fuck! <laughs> That's great. <laughs> I, I was <laughs> I was in Vegas, so I went over to Dirty at twelve thirty a show, and and I'll if a comic goes on, I'll watch a few minutes, you know, and. I sat and watched Chris Porter's whole set. His whole set. I'm going, This guy is really fucking funny, man. He's
0: amazing, man. He's he's super talented. And so but you look at a guy like him, who is a great selling tickets at at a club, and then you go, He's he's gonna be the one that has to take the hit because clubs will say we can't pay you what we were paying you because we had to give it to uh fucking the bigger name like Chappelle or Chris Rock or Gary Seinfeld, guys, Sebastian, guys who want to work out are going to want to work out. And then, so it's going to be really tough, I think, for until they, until I guess, until we come up with that exact scene and people can go, hey, I'm back into the theaters and I can do my thing th- and, and take it. It stinks because comedy was on such a big trajectory.
1: Yeah. See, I wasn't, I, 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 I'm not saying I didn't sell tickets, but I brought my own curtain to a club. I would curtain off the second row. <laughs> now, now uh, I, I think I'm in a good position because I don't have to make tons of money. You know, yeah. I want to, and, and it's, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do the job. I'm going to kill on stage. So it's going to be, I think, theater acts like you guys and, and guys like me that, you know, do, can do the job. You know.
0: well, I think what they should do they should do is they should the club should open up five nights a week and really and and do small like seven nights a week and do smaller intimate shows where it's say 200 like say say for the first time they're going to sit what their actual capacity is at the Toledo Funny Bone and and space people out do good shows and just let guys come in and it'll uh. be good for the it'll be good for the economy too so all these all these bartenders and Waitstaff staff folks need money. So I think, you know, I'm, I already said, I'll do whatever I can. I'll go on yeah. off nights. I'll go on weekends. I'll do whatever I can.
1: I'll fucking, I'm going to open a comedy club in my backyard where sit on my deck and do stand up and people sit on blankets if I have to. I don't oh, give a I've fuck.
0: i thought about that so much. <laughs> you so know. I'm doing a, I'm doing a, uh, I'm doing a zoom meetup where I'm inviting, I think 3000 people into zoom to do a zoom meetup. And I've already got bits. I want like I know that I was like I'll never do stand up on a computer like this. Uh There's a few bits I wrote down. I go this. I want to see if this one works. (laughs)
1: That's okay. Oh, (laughs) I start doing crowd work. Hey, you buddy, (laughs) with the with the shitty bedroom. Uh, (laughs) Hey, hey. that's a funny. (laughs) That's a funny crowd work
0: set. Is have someone set it up in their living room and you can just pick apart their life.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Oh, look who goes to garage sales. Old Tom from fucking Arkansas.
0: <laughs> <laughs> nice champion hat. Do you wear that with your champion
1: shirt? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh shit! I got a closet full of champion sweatshirts.
0: I know you have uh, a champion uh, hat right there, and you're wearing a oh. champion.
1: Shirt. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! That's me. <laughs> well, well, oh shit! I gotta I gotta get out of here. It's,
0: All right, yeah. It's
1: been did, great, man. I, this was great. I didn't even feel like we were doing anything but just talking.
0: Doing these Zooms with comics has been fucking the easiest. Like it's uh, just you don't – sometimes you do an interview and you're like – you get to like 15 minutes, you're like, wow, 40, 45 more minutes. <laughs> yeah. But these are fucking easy.
1: We did an hour and 40 minutes. I, you know, I'm sure I'm the funniest guy you've ever met. But listen, what I'm saying right now is if you go to YouTube – Voss roast is on there for free. It's the best roast you'll ever see. It um, is. I was there. You, you were at, the, at my roast.
0: Was, yeah, I was in the I was in the back by the stairs with Mike Vecchione.
1: Oh, it this fucking roast? It's, it's for free at Voss roast, or just go buy one of my albums on iTunes. I don't give a fuck. Just watch the roast. It. This was so much fun. This was fucking great. Was the last. We
0: can do it again. I'll hit you up. See if you got time. We're here for another yeah. month, Rich.
1: Yeah, I know. <laughs> Listen, I, I. Good luck with your new house and, and and your family and everything. It was really good. It was
0: awesome, man. Was, well, I can't yeah. wait to see you again. Tell Bonnie I said hi, and uh, and I'll talk to you soon.
1: All right, talk to you later. Thanks.